he's at home with an ankle monitor and charged with murder. Um, that is fairly well unheard of when it comes to Louisville's judicial system, Jefferson County, and really anywhere. From the digital journalists of WDRB.com, this is Uncovered, a behind-the-scenes look at stories affecting education, business, criminal justice, and more in Louisville, Kentucky. And now for the show. This is Chris Otts of WDRB.com. Louisville has been trying to clear out its often overcrowded jail the last couple of months as a precaution against the coronavirus. But has the effort gone too far? Let's get right into the show. Yeah, so it's important to, to, to go back and kind of understand how we got to this point. Travis Ragsdale covers criminal justice, among other topics, for WDRB. You know, when, when the virus, when COVID-19 first started spreading, there was, and still is, a serious worry about the virus spreading through jails and prisons because of how uh, close inmates are to each other and, you know, there's not a lot of air circulating there. there there's a lot of reasons for that. And so to avoid an outbreak, there was uh, an understanding that the city is preparing to release more than 100 Louisville inmates via prosecutors, different attorneys, police, judges in the jail early on in March in Louisville. And the thought was, let's try and keep non-dangerous suspects in crimes out of the jail. City leaders hope this could prevent a potential disaster inside the jail. And, and lower the population so that if it does, if the virus does start spreading in the jail, then there's less of a chance of it becoming a disaster when the jail was overcrowded just a couple of months ago. So that's kind of what, what the initial thought process was here. It wasn't a directive necessarily. It was uh, a, an understanding between the prosecutor's office, uh, the county attorney's office, um, and and district court judges um, that are the first ones to see suspects when they come into uh, the jail and court system um, after first being charged with an offense. So now Police Chief Steve Conrad seems to indicate that this policy may have gone too far. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair analysis of what police think um, is happening now. The question was officers' frustration over people that have been arrested for violent crimes uh, being released, uh, in some cases on home incarceration. Police Chief Steve Conrad spoke during one of these Facebook town halls that the mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, has been having every couple of days. Um, and he really was very concerned about... Who's being let out of jail? There have been some cases where uh, people have been released on their own recognizance. In some places, uh, people that have been charged with murder that have been sent on on home incarceration. And you know, judges, again, have a tough job. Uh, and the reasons why they are being let out of jail when they otherwise would be in Metro Correction. It does not seem right uh, that you would have people that have been accused of very, very violent crimes. Uh, and I know that we're trying to find a balance. Uh, I, I think Corrections has, has done a great job of managing uh, the, the virus among 
people in, in there. I, I know that here of late, there have been some corrections officers who have contracted uh, the virus and, and they're working to, to manage that. But it, it's, it's a challenge for us. Tell us about a couple of the cases that you focused on in your coverage of this issue. Old is accused of killing another teenager on Friday. LMPD says Kyle Kelly is charged with murder and tampering with evidence. Yeah, Kyle Kelly um, was charged with murder, actually. Police say Kelly shot 19-year-old Marcus Seymour in the chest. Seymour died at the hospital. And accused of shooting a man during a drug deal on Colorado Avenue. He was arrested on... April 14th, but then almost immediately he was released on home incarceration. So he's at home with an ankle monitor and charged with murder. Um, that is fairly well unheard of when it comes to Louisville's judicial system, Jefferson County, and really anywhere. Um, that was one that really riled up police um, that an accused murderer is... is out of jail and at home. Tell us about the case of Sean Walker. Uh, Walker was arrested back on April the 1st. The police report says that he strangled a woman until she was unconscious and then shoved her down a flight of stairs. The day after Walker was arrested, he was released without any bond on his own recognizance. Strangulation, a felony level strangulation and domestic violence situations, and then they were put on home incarceration, which... Chief Conrad spoke directly about Walker's case during that town hall. You know, putting them back in the environment with uh, that, that victim is, is, you know, maybe not the best choice. And I'm sure there are more details. If you're just looking at the numbers, the goal of the plan has been accomplished. Normally, the jail can have upwards of 2,000 inmates uh, at any given time. It has been long documented. We've done a lot of reporting on how overcrowded that jail can get at times. If this policy started as a, a agreement between all the various public officials involved, it seems now that Perhaps there's an impasse. Uh, what has what have the judges, the 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 chief district court judge, said about what they're doing here? Yeah, Anne Haney is the chief district court judge, and her response to Conrad's concerns is essentially that judges are doing their best and make note of, and they regularly make a note of this, that bond is not supposed to be a punishment. It's supposed to be a way to ensure that people show up in court. They're trying to balance the presumption of innocence and the safety of the public. That's what Ann Haney said to us repeatedly in a statement um, for this story. She also made a note that rearrests are down year over year. What she's trying to say is that most of the people that are being released or are not going to jail, who otherwise would be, are not repeating offenses, is is her point. In other words, all the attention here is on the high-profile, scary cases. Correct. Uh, but those are not the norm. Correct. And, that, and that's, that's essentially what she's saying, is that there's going to be outliers no matter what. Um, you know, it's also important to note that there are... There are quote-unquote, risk assessments that are done by pretrial court services for each um, offender that comes into the system. And they're, they're labeled 
based upon how likely they are to reoffend or uh, you know how likely they are to um, uh, you know not show up for court. And so a judge has the ability to see that, and we don't see that um, in the public. And so you know the, the Judge Haney also made the point that you know they're looking at these things and trying to make the best judgments that they can while also keeping in mind that they're trying to keep the population at Metro Corrections down as much as possible. A WDRB News alert, Justin, LMPD on the scene of a murder in Louisville's Russell neighborhood. Now, all of this is happening amid a backdrop of actually a fairly concerning rise in violent crime this year in Louisville. Louisville is experiencing a second pandemic. WDRB's Chad Mills tell us what LMPD says is causing this spike in violent crime. Chad? A man was shot and killed early this morning near Iroquois Park. No one has been arrested. And one man is dead after a shooting early this morning in the California neighborhood. LMPD responded to a shooting. In yeah, and it's hard to say if the two are related or not. Um, I don't know that we'll ever have an answer to that question. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, is, it is an alarming increase right now. Um, in violent crime. Non-fatal shootings are up 82% compared to last year, and we've seen a 63% increase in homicides. A young child, a 19-year-old college student, and at least four others, all victims of a violent weekend in Louisville. Just this past weekend, we had three double shootings. Obviously, this is a, a really tough balancing act for everybody in public safety. It's trying to figure out how to manage public safety, but also keep an outbreak from happening at the jail of the coronavirus, because then you have a whole nother set of problems if that starts to happen. My last question, Travis, do we have any context to compare this to our other communities in Kentucky also emptying out their jails and not locking up as many people uh, or similar sized cities nationally? Well, I know that, um, Similar sized cities nationally are trying to do the same thing and keep people out of jail. I mean, we've seen uh, state prisons, for instance, um, are seeing a huge, huge increase um, in the amount of COVID-19 cases inside the prisons. And that's a that's a big problem. And so in one aspect, Louisville has avoided that for the most part at the at its county jail. Uh, and that's what it's trying to avoid is, is to keep that from happening, because if it doesn't, they've got a whole nother set of problems. Um, but as far as whether there's a conscious effort to keep people out of jail that would otherwise be in there, I, I don't know. I don't know if there are, but I know that there is the concern nationwide about outbreaks of the virus in jails and in prisons. Well, Travis, thanks very much for your reporting on this, and we're obviously going to be continuing to follow what happens with the jail and criminal justice. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here um, and what changes and when, if there are any, um, with people going to jail for low-level crimes. It'll be interesting to, to see. The Uncovered Podcast is a production of WDRB Media. Please subscribe, review, and rate wherever you get your podcasts.